What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is My Friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 8 of Family Ties. This episode is titled Mr. Right, and it originally aired on November 21st, 1985. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Phil, this was a very special episode. So special. It was the right one to watch. It was. I felt like I was just, I couldn't get any more right if I tried. I was so right, I was almost left. (laughs) So much, Nick. And you can never have enough Nick. No, and I was shocked when I saw his appearance in this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Fantastic. I'm sure we'll talk about it, but oh, I was watching and I was like, oh, my gosh. He did it. Mm. I love this show. Have I mentioned how much I like Family Ties? Hey, no. We should do a podcast about it. We totally should. Let's do it now. <laughs> All right. Hey, by the way, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Been busy, but good. How about you? Same, same. It just seems like, uh, you know, we're getting close to spring break and everybody's amping up here. Yeah, we are. And it is getting that time. And I suppose it's worth putting out a little heads up for our listeners. We will have a little brief hiatus during the spring break time. So we'll have a couple more episodes here um, and then we'll be on a little break. We'll let you know right beforehand, but, you know. We got to do a little travel in there, and I always think I'm going to do stuff all around break, and I never do. So no, well, it's because you're on vacation, and it's fun, but it is you know it's work to put together a podcast. So oh yeah, well, not going to happen. We'll have to tell our sponsors that we're going to take a couple of weeks off. We will. We'll let them know. Yeah. <laughs> um, who who are they again? <laughs> I'm not sure, but I I think we'll find somebody. That's good. Well, <laughs> if you would like to sponsor our show. You can write Alex B. Keaton is my friend at gmail.com. Write to us. Let us know what your product is, and uh, we'll send you our rates. And if you want to just write to us and you're a regular old listener who doesn't have anything you want to promote, you can do that too. Hey, Phil, do you think if somebody sponsored us at a certain price point, they could even like co-host an episode? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we could do a lot of different things depending on your price point. Yeah, it's almost like a Patreon, except it's less the Patreon part. Yeah, that's right. You're just, just yeah. giving us money, basically. <laughs> Yeah, less Patreon, more on. Let's cut out that middleman and just just send us the dough. <laughs> right? Oh, this was such a good episode. I can't wait to hear all about it. I can't either. Uh, one more shout out I have to do. Our dear friend and listener, Julia from Germany, mentioned on our Facebook page. She's fallen behind. We haven't heard from her in a little bit. She has fallen behind on the show, but it's because she listens to us while gardening usually. And because of the weather, she hasn't been able to get in the garden. And she said it's messed up her whole podcast schedule. So she said, fear not. She'll be back again, caught up and writing in and stuff. But she's, you know, she's catching up. So spring break will be a good chance for her to catch up. You know, as we go on a break, she'll be gardening and then we'll be all synced up again. Hey, do we have a Facebook group page that people could join? We absolutely do. If you guys go to our Facebook page, Alex B. Keaton is my friend. It's an easy link from there. To our Facebook group, a group for the friends of the Alex B. Keaton is my friend podcast. It's right there on Facebook. You say that so well. It's like it rolls off your tongue. Well, I made it up, so it makes it easier that way. You know? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if you gave me five guesses, I could hit all the words right <laughs> in the correct order. <laughs> well, the secret is if you say it with enough confidence, people don't notice if you mess up a word or two because I don't know. 
I probably did at some point. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> and then one final reminder to everyone, please find our podcast on Podchaser. You can like the podcast. You can follow me and add me as a friend on there. And soon, I'm sure you can follow Keith on there as well. Yes. I signed up. You did? Yes. Yeah. By the time this comes out, yes. Oh, you did by the time. It's good. That's good. Yeah. You yeah, and yeah, Janelle yeah. are on the same schedule with the pod chaser where it's <laughs> just, just around the river bend, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just around the river bend. That's a great song. Yeah. Okay. So I'm literally going to open up that page right now. Yeah. Podchaser.com. And I'm going to leave it up, and I'm going to do it as soon as we finish recording this episode. Well, the cool thing about it is it's kind of like a social media platform, so you can, like, friend us and follow our page and stuff. But it also, again, you can listen to the show right there on the platform, and you can rate and review episodes on there. So you can also help us out by giving us five stars or saying a comment or something like that. It's real quick and easy. That would be fantastic if you guys did that. If you're going to give us less than five stars, at least give us a comment why. Because we got that one, and it was like a two-star, but there's no comment. Why is it only a two-star? See, I believe, since there's no comment to go with it, I think someone, you know, those things pop up, and you, like, accidentally, if you're on your phone, your finger drags across it. I think oh. it was unintentional. It's got to be. Okay. Because there's no way well, someone I consciously that. did that, you know. I, I just can't no. believe that. Right? Yeah. Ugh. I, I, you're right. Maybe they thought it was a different podcast that they listen to and that they don't listen to anymore. Yeah, you know, and, and it's so easy to just tap stuff. You know, think about when you're scrolling through Facebook or whatever and you accidentally click like on something when you're trying to scroll past it. Oh, yeah. I think it's something like, unlike, like unlike, unlike. Right. Oh, I don't even know who this person is or I don't agree with that thing or whatever. So I think it was something like that and there's just no way to undo it. Yeah, I bet you're right. So I bet you're right. I'm pretty sure that's the case. <laughs> nice alright well believe. if it was you maybe everybody should check just in case and if it's you fix it make yeah. it five stars yeah and just go oh man I can't believe it. I thought I was getting five stars five stars five stars <laughs> well I give this episode five stars and I think we should jump into it let's do it sha la 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 well we open up this episode with Jennifer and Alex coming in from playing a basketball game we find out that Jennifer is quite a bit better at basketball than Alex is, which is not totally surprising because she's definitely taller than him at this point. And <laughs> she has beaten him 58 games in a row. And uh, he tells her it's part of his like longer strategy that he's going to just lull her into a sense of complacency. And then when she's you know not expecting it, she'll beat him. So, yeah, he'll swoop in for the kill. Yeah, that, that <laughs> seems it seems reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's better at rebounds, so I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that's ever going to work for poor Alex. <laughs> Her little like trash talk on him was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and that was the last thing they mentioned about basketball in the whole episode. It was just sort of an opening thing there. You yeah. Know? Shortly thereafter, in comes Nick, everybody's favorite. Yay! And he walks in. Hey, it's classic A. We got a lot of good A's in this, and it was specifically addressed in this episode. So I'm curious to hear your take on this because you know, first he greets everyone. He greets Alex with "How's my little friend?" and Alex is like, "I'm not your little friend," you know. <laughs> and um, <laughs> his his conversation with Mallory is fantastic. She comes down and he's, she's like, "Hey, where you been?" And he's like, "Nowhere." What are we doing? Nothing. And he's like, what have you been up to? And she's like, stuff. 
And he's, she's like, where are we going? He's like, I don't know, around. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was so nonspecific. Oh, yes. It was just so great. So great. And I love that they just have this chemistry that is just perfect. It's a perfect boyfriend. They do. They do. So then, you know, Nick starts, he expresses his concern that, like, you know, the Mallory's parents, Stephen and Lee, still don't really like him. And, you know, Mallory's like, no, no, they do. And he said, you know, whenever they say my name, they grit their teeth and have, like, a fake smile. And she's like, <laughs> no, they stopped doing that. And then, of course, when Stephen and Elise come in and they're like, oh, hello, Nick. And they have the best, like, fake smiles on. <laughs> Pretty great. So... You know, Nick is, he's trying, he wants to impress them, but he doesn't know how to do this. And so he's, you know, he's very concerned that they aren't going to, you know, support him and Mallory being together because of this. Well, Mallory decides that she is going to have Nick come and join the family for dinner. They go out and they're going to go for lobster dinner. This seems, you know, like maybe not the best idea. Nick's not necessarily dressed for it. In fact, they tell a story of an earlier time when Nick went out to dinner and he was wearing a tie, but he didn't wear a shirt. And he said it was because he didn't want to spill food <laughs> on his shirt. <laughs> so Nick has not had a great track record going out with the family. So uh, we don't see them actually at the restaurant, but we see them coming back in from the lobster restaurant. And it turns out that while they were there, they brought the tank of all the lobsters around. And rather than ordering one, Nick decided to set them all free. <laughs> <laughs> and so in comes the family and Steven's carrying a bag full of lobsters, which he claims is 40 lobsters. I think they meant like collectively because there couldn't have been more than like four or five in the one that he was holding. Yeah, there was definitely not 40 in there. Yeah, but then Alex comes bringing in one later, so we're assuming that there's more. And, of course, the parents are very upset. And Nick's like, don't worry, don't worry, I'll, I'll pay for it. You know, I just couldn't stand to see them. And Janelle pointed out something really, really good, and I don't know if you noticed this, but they're in Ohio. Where was he setting those lobsters free to? <laughs> exactly to go outside and die yeah there's nowhere for them to go <laughs> no <laughs> they were just gonna be sad yeah so so now they live in the keaton's bathroom or bathtub upstairs you know <laughs> right um, which is good so that way they can freshen up yes and then the great running gag throughout the entire episode is that they're eating lobster for the next like several weeks and they have a lot of great lobster recipes that wind up coming out so <laughs> uh, which is funny because like lobsters i mean do you think it was less of a premium item at that point or did they just drop, like, serious money on all these lobsters? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't ever think of a time, like, when I was a kid, like, lobster's always been, like, a big deal. It's always been a premium item. Yeah. I mean, expensive. That's what I would have thought, yeah. I mean, 40 of them would have been hundreds of dollars, I would yeah, think. Absolutely. Wow. That's yeah. what I thought. Because, yeah, I mean, I remember it was a very special occasion when I would get to, like, taste the lobster that my parents got or whatever. Or my mom. My dad doesn't like seafood. But, you know, it was not a common occurrence. Interesting. Yeah, see, I don't like lobster. Oh. So it doesn't doesn't hurt my feelings when I don't get it. So Oh, man. I, I mean, that's like one of the ultimate treats. You know, I like crab, too. But yeah. Lo lobster is just, mm. So Griffin and I will sometimes go to a restaurant like, you know, the... Well, we went to Red Lobster not that long ago and got crab, and, you know, I got a bite of all the legs, and he ate all the rest of it. So <laughs> so it's easy. You know, I like that one pretty well. Well, it's funny because crab 
you know, more often if I am going to get like a seafood thing, I'm going to get crab because it's the cheaper, more affordable option a lot of times, you know. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, lobster will happen, but that's, you know, it's usually expensive. I've already told this story, I'm pretty sure, at least on this show, but also multiple times on Mandarin Orange Show about Janelle's take on lobster and our honeymoon and everything. But another story about seafood with Janelle is that she, because she hates seafood, she does not like anything, especially like if it smells fishy at all, it'll totally gross her out. When she was pregnant with Audrey before, you know, our, our first child, and we went on a trip while she was pregnant, and we went up the California coast, and one of the places we stopped was in Bodega Bay, which is north of San Francisco, and it's where Alfred Hitchcock shot the birds. Oh, yeah. And they, one of the, their big industry at this bay is they do crab fishing. Oh, okay. And so I'm like, well, while we're there, i got to go to one of the local crab shacks and have, like, fresh crab that just came out of the bay, you know? And so we went there, and, you know, if anyone that's eaten crab before knows, it's not like, especially if it's not, you know, already pre-shelled, it's a, it's an endeavor, you know, there's a lot of work to be done to get those things out of there. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the cracking. The and- cracking, and then you've got to pull it out and kind of slurp it out of the shell and everything, and the <laughs> yeah. longer Janelle sat there and watched me do it, she just started getting queasy, and she finally, oh. fortunately, <laughs> oh. we were sitting outside, and she, like, ran over to the, over the fence into the, like, trees out behind the thing and barfed, and she's like, I can't do this anymore, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she went and sat in the car and let me finish my crab alone, because she just couldn't take it. <laughs> She'd had enough of you and your nonsense. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it is messy, and I can imagine, if you're not into it, it smells strongly, there's a lot of cracking and slurping, it's a very visceral experience, you know? So Yeah, I, I like it better when they just give you the legs. Yeah, but even still, even just the legs, you still gotta, like, maneuver the stuff out of there. You got the little forks to yank it out or whatever, and yeah, every little noise... True. Every little bit was added <laughs> on to her, and she just couldn't take it. So. <laughs> she she was done with it. <laughs> yeah, so this episode Aww. would not have treated her well. She would not have been okay with lobster for a week, you know, two weeks. Well, maybe a couple of those recipes she might have tried. Who knows? The lobster dogs were sounded delicious. <laughs> yeah, lobster cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lobster chip cookies. Lobster, that's it, lobster chip cookies. <laughs> Oh, I wrote that one down because I loved it. <laughs> well, so after the family, you know, goes and puts all the lobsters in the various places, Nick's in the kitchen with Alex, and he just tells him, like, you know, I just, I don't know how to impress your family. You got to help me, Alex. You know, I, I want to fit in here. I want, you know, your parents to like me because, I, you know, I'm in love with Mallory. And he's like, you got to help me to be more like you. Alex is like, oh, man, where do I start? Um, And he starts, you know, training him to speak. He tells him, first of all, no more monosyllabic grunts. And Nick's like, oh? (laughs) He's like, no, no more of that. (laughs) And he teaches them. He teaches him instead of saying, hey, he's got to say hello. Now, I'm curious, because they addressed it head on, how do you feel about his A's, though? So he does do it a lot. And I feel like... Like, in the episode, like, I'm okay after the first couple. I'm good. I don't need any more. <laughs> but uh, it, when he was doing it towards the end of the episode and he couldn't quite get it right anymore, that was pretty funny. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Heidi had mentioned, too, that she said during the time when he would come in and he would just, like, start yelling for Mallory. Hey, Mallory. She's like, that. 
yeah, that kind of like bothered people. She used to watch the show more than I did, obviously, when she was a kid. So, and she said her parents weren't super fond of it either. Oh. Like, they didn't think that that was respectful that he would come in and just start yelling for her. Well, I mean, it's not. And obviously, Stephen and Elise didn't like it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but something about the way that Scott Valentine plays it, it makes it – it's endearing. Like, he's just kind of a dope, and that's just what he thinks you do is you come in and let her know you're here, you know? like Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, there's probably a middle ground there. And we'll talk about their, their options at the end when Steven said – or he said, what do you want, my, the old me or the new me? And Steven's like, isn't there another option? You know? <laughs> like – but there is, you know, he could also, you know, learn to like maybe find a middle ground, ask for Mallory and, you know, maybe not just shout. But I don't think, I mean, the way that he portrays it, it doesn't seem like he's a bad guy. He just, no, know, uncultured. Yeah that's, you just, know? <laughs> yeah, that's just his way of getting her attention. Because, you know, I mean, you could definitely see like in an abusive relationship, someone coming in and screaming for someone to come to them. But it's an affectionate call and she loves it and she calls back to him. You know, it's not it's 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 endearing the way that they do it. But I could definitely see parents in the 80s not being down for that, you know, (laughs) not being super excited. Yeah. Anyway, Alex uh, does a little coaching, you know, kind of starts to tell him some stuff to do. And the next scene in the living room and there's a knock at the door and it's Nick, but Oh boy, it's not Nick. It's It's not Nick. It's a whole new Nick. Nick comes in, he's wearing like a suit and he's got a short haircut. Although I'm pretty convinced that it was just like a toupee wig, whatever you call it. So I thought the same thing, but at the very end of the episode, did you notice how much shorter his hair was? No, I didn't. But it still was oh, longer yeah. than it had been. You think they just combed well, it? he just he fluffed it up. Yeah, so it was definitely he had the comb over and stuff. But he trimmed the back of it because in the beginning of that episode, his hair was long, like it was below his shoulders. And at the end, it was not anymore. It was hard to tell. I mean, maybe it was just because it looked so unnatural on him. It almost looked like it was fake to me. It did not look realistic at all. I mean, it looked like it was a bad toupee. Yeah. And I kept wait- I kept thinking like, okay, so when he goes back to, you know, being normal Nick, then you'll see that his hair is all back and it was just, you know, a wig or a toupee or something. Nope. His hair is short at the end of that episode. So maybe he did find a little bit of a middle ground there. Yeah, maybe. Well, he had cut it, you know, theoretically for the show. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think he did it in real life and I was kind of shocked. You know, obviously, everyone is kind of shocked as well in the family. Everyone's like, whoa, what happened? Even Alex, who, you know, trained him, didn't expect it to go quite like this. Mallory comes in, and she's like, you look ridiculous. You look like Alex. (laughs) And she's obviously not into it. No. Nick is like, not only does he change his hair, and he says, "Um, hello, Alex, how are you today? Like, that's how he introduces himself (laughs) instead of a... Um, then he strikes up a conversation with Elise. She asks him, like, how did you get here? You know, I didn't hear your motorcycle. And he's like, oh, I took the bus. I find public transportation in this community to be clean and efficient. Has your experience <laughs> been similar? <laughs> I mean, just, oh, his, his, like, playing it straight is just so great. And, so um, great. Everyone, like, is blown away. But Mallory's clearly not that into it. And so um, she decides she's going to go out with them. And then he's like, oh, are you going to – you sure you're going to wear that to go out? And she's like, no, I guess I'll go upstairs and change. I'm a little underdressed now. So while he is downstairs by himself, Stephen comes in because he wasn't there when he first showed up. Stephen walks in 
goes over and sees him and goes up and introduces himself. How, how do you do? I'm Stephen Keaton. And he's like, oh, it's hey, me, hand. Mr. Keaton. Yeah. And he's like, oh. And uh, Stephen obviously is very excited about it, though. This is definitely the vision of what he had for Nick. And we also find out, by the way, that Nick has gotten a job at a shoe store. So he's not just changing his appearance. He's kind of changing all kinds of stuff about himself. He, we find out that, like, for instance, rather than go out to an art show, which he normally would have done before, he says he's got to get to bed early because he's got work and he wants to hang out with the family instead of going out with Mallory. All these things are just driving Mallory crazy. She's not happy, but, you know, it's more along the lines of what Stephen had in mind. Later on, Nick comes in for another day, another visit over to the house. Stephen asks him, hey, how's the shoe business? And he goes, oh, it's fine. Let's just say I'm taking it one step at a time. <laughs> so not only is he like changes, he's doing like dad jokes now. That's fantastic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but as you mentioned earlier, when uh, Nick's taken off, you know, Mallory explains to him like, this just isn't you. I don't. It's not who I like, you know, I, I don't want you to be this way. It's not my Nick. And she's like, you don't even say A anymore. And he's like, no, I can still do that. I, I could do that if I want to. And then he does, like you said, that, hey, hey, he can't figure <laughs> out how to say it anymore. And it's like, just ruined him. Yeah. <laughs> and so now it only took two weeks to break him. That's all it took. And he forgot how to, hey. And I love that you can hear him still doing it, like on the sidewalk outside the house as he walked away, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> so next scene, we're in the shoe store in Nick's place of work. And uh, he's helping customers. He's got a boss, Mr. Gleason, who is, you know, pretty grumpy with him. Definitely, like, coming down on him. He's not helping the ladies find the right shoe. He wants them to push the stuff they've got more stock on. He's just, you know, real, like, over overpowering boss. Yes. And while he's going around trying to please him, Steven comes in. And um, there's a great little bit, too, where, you know, all the, these, all the customers in there, oh, he was helping me, he was helping me. And, and Nick tells them, oh, he was here lined up before the store was open to get in line <laughs> to get help with shoes. And everyone buys it, and they're like, oh, okay, well, just help me next, you know. Yeah, let me be next. <laughs> and then there is, like, this amazing setup for a running little gag at this final scene here that – I, I don't know. Like it was, it was seemed pretty edgy for like 1985. Oh yeah. But you know, in order to be able to talk to Mr. Keaton to Steven, you know, he's got to pretend that he's a customer. And so Steven sits down and remembering that Mr. Gleason wanted him to push the uh, elite petites. Elite yeah, petite. That's he it. Yeah. He, so he's been wanting him to push the elite petites. And so in order to, you know, keep the conversation going, he's tells Steven, Oh, you'll love the elite petites. And then Mr. Gleason comes over and he's like, no, no, the elite petite, that's a woman's shoe. And Steven's like, Oh, I don't mind because he wants to just talk with Nick. <laughs> And Mr. Gleason from that point is just like watching like, what? And he, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, well, maybe I've got some stockings in the back too. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's great, whatever. And so Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gleason is wondering about, you know, Stephen's status at this point. So while Mr. Gleason goes off, they kind of have a conversation about, like we said before, that he doesn't need to be here. This is not the place for a guy like Nick that he doesn't need to change everything about who he is. And that's not who Mallory wants him to be. And they have this conversation. Meanwhile, Mr. Gleason comes back over and the conversation they have, then Steven's like, you don't need to change yourself. Our relationship is more important than that. And they have this whole thing where <laughs> Mr. Gleason definitely thinks that they're together in this. 
And at the end, he comes up and he's like, here, I have these stockings. They're on me. They're a gift from me to you. <laughs> Did you see the big smile, too, when he's watching uh, Stephen yes. and Nick talk to each other? His performance, he was a great actor. That character, he was a great character. Oh, guy. he Fantastic. is. Anyway, so uh, we have the final scene. Nick comes back over to the house. He's back. In his regular clothes, and uh, you know, at Mallory. I guess right before he shows up, Mallory's moping. She's so sad because of the loss of her Nick. And this is when she tells Alex, you know, oh, don't don't say Nick's name anymore. And he's like, oh, I won't, Mallory. And then he goes over to the the fireplace and he picks up a little statue or something, and he says, "This Nick knack is nicked." <laughs> 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 and then he's like, oh, quick, can you someone hand me the newspaper? I want to check to see how the Knicks are doing. <laughs> Just, oh, so they're, they're still in rivalry. So, so you great. said that there was no more basketball references, but the Knicks are a basketball team. Oh, they are. Yes. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. I Yeah, I there more sports ball. Huh. Nope. New York Knicks is uh, uh, basketball. What's the New York football team? Uh, the Jets. Oh, okay. All right. Or so you learn Buffalo every too, episode. so you get the Bills. Oh, that's They're like in upstate, New York. though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Huh. Did not know. Okay, there's – what's the Nets then? Isn't the Nets a, game, a, a team? That's another basketball team. New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, that's the extent of my basketball knowledge, but that's good. I learned something. Yeah. Well, do you know that L.A. has two teams? Of basketball? Yes. I know the Lakers. I know there's another one. Oh, yeah. What's the other one? They share the same arena. What is it? The Clippers. Oh, okay. I've heard that name before. I didn't know they were like in the same <laughs> place, though. <laughs> yeah. How are they, they the play- same? How does that work? So, uh, you know, when they play each other, then it's whoever's the home team. It, the stadium has got all the stickers and, you know, the stuff that for that team. And then when it's the other teams is the home team, then they switch it over. So like they were playing each other tonight, I think, and it's Lakers are the home team. So it'll be all decked out Laker style. Why don't they just join together and make a super team? <laughs> well, I don't know. It feels like that <laughs> so would be Steve better. Ballmer owns the Clippers. He bought the Clippers and uh, he's actually, they just broke ground on a new stadium out in Inglewood. It's going to be over by the forum and uh, the new SoFi stadium for, for football. Are they going to call it Barbershop Stadium? No. No. I would think the Clippers would do well there, you know. <laughs> no, it was Clippers because they used to be in San Diego, and it's from the ships, the Clipper ships. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that makes sense with basketball, but I guess. <laughs> as much as a Laker does. Because where's the lake? So they actually came from, I want to say, like Minnesota or Wisconsin or something, oh. where, you know, home of the Great Lakes. And so when they came out to L.A., they kept the name, obviously. But, uh, yeah, oh. they were one of the teams from the Great Lake states. Because Dry Riverbed would be a more appropriate name for where they play. Yeah, you know? or Ocean. Well, I suppose that, too, yeah. They're close to the ocean there, so. Sure, sure. Closer than we are. <laughs> <laughs> It's so definitely closer than they are in Ohio with the lobsters. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That lobster. Well, and it had to be a premium price, too, because they had to fly it in. Yeah. And they were alive. So it was like fresh. And have you ever been to a place where they literally are rolling around a tank of lobsters and you pick it? No. I mean, I've seen where they have a tank, you know, at the front of the place and you look at them and I've seen them, you know, where you point out which one you want, but not where they roll it around. 
Yeah. It seems impractical. It does. It does. And and how are you aerating the tank at that point? Yeah. All exactly. kinds of problems. Maybe they got long tubes dra- dragging around the, <laughs> <laughs> the whole restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> They're going around to the older patrons. Hey, can I borrow your oxygen for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a guy just sticks his face in the tank and blows bubbles every once in a while. You know? Oh, that's, that's good thinking. Yeah. <laughs> they just take straws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they don't need uh, much oxygen. They're not going to be around much longer. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, boy. Man. Anyway, we have our final scene there. You know, Nick comes back in and he he says that, you know, Mallory's like, what happened? He's like, oh, you know, Stephen, your dad, like, convinced me to come back. He, he said he knew I didn't need a job. And Stephen's <laughs> like, that's not exactly the moral here. But... <laughs> Everything is happy, and they're going to go out, and we have a final shot of them kissing, and then we get a freeze frame, and that's the end of the episode. Yay! Sha-la-la-la! All about Nick. So beautiful, so glorious. Mr. Right. Which is funny, because we had Mr. Wrong just a few episodes ago. Yeah, which was also about him. This is how he becomes Mr. Right. Transformation. Gotta love a good makeover storyline, you know. Just like My Fair Lady all over again. That whole bit of him pretending to be fancy and everything. Oh, he, he, Scott Valentine is a comedic genius. Like, that was fantastic stuff. It, it really was. And his accent when it bleeds through. Yeah. <laughs> is that a real accent? I don't know. You know, we'd have to go look at some interviews. It's got to be. I'm sure he's exaggerating it if nothing else. Because every once in a while, he, he sounds like super New Jersey-ish or... Maybe uh, like Massachusetts. Well, yeah, he was uh, Saratoga Springs, New York. So there's definitely some real genuine accent in there. And he probably then knows how to play it up and make it stronger for the character. Hmm. Well, speaking of Scott Valentine, we have some other guest stars. And I suppose we should probably jump in and talk about them. Oh, let's do it. Sha-la-la-la. All right, so we have, in this episode, even though we got an, a brief appearance of Andy, still no credit for him in any way. No Andy. No Andy. Although he, this was like the first time in a little while we've actually seen him on screen. Well, they didn't take him to the lobster restaurant, so apparently no. they were afraid he would fall in the tank. <laughs> yeah, they left him behind. Maybe he's got <laughs> a shellfish allergy. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's good to know. <laughs> of course, they put all the lobsters in the bathtub, so that could be a problem for later. <laughs> yeah, I heard you got to watch out. They might be making a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're tunneling out. So we did have three credited guest stars in this episode. Well, let's jump into it. The first one was the most obvious, Mr. Gleason, who was the, the great boss at the shoe store. Oh, yeah. And he was played by Alan Blumenfeld. Did you recognize the actor at all? Yes, he's been in Family Ties already before. Yes, he has. Oh, was he Chunk's dad when they did the bread and breakfast? I don't think so. No. Oh, that was... Okay. No, well, I'll I'll tell you the one. So this is actually his third episode he's been in on Family Ties. Okay. You know, he's done a lot. He's... His main things he's done are a lot of TV shows. 188 credits. So he's been in tons and tons of other stuff. Um, But probably the one you might remember is he was in War Games, which was like something we talked about a lot when he was on before. But, you know, Fresh Off the Boat, Remington Steel, Different Strokes, et cetera, et cetera. Tons and stuff. So this is his third episode 
of Family Ties. The first one was in Lady Sings the Blues. Oh, Elise. He was a club The uh, club yeah, owner. Like, like the restaurant yeah. slash club, yes. He yeah. was Lou Stone in that. And then he was in Anti-Up, which was when they had a garage sale and they were like selling the stuff out of the house. Oh, no. So that was when they were going to have the uh, the funeral when the Auntie died. That's right. And then he thought yes. they were here for a yard sale and then he stayed for the funeral and then he wound up being actually at the funeral. Yeah, and he was going to make a cheese plate or something. That's I think right. Said. Okay, okay. That's what it was. <laughs> Okay, good, good, good. I, I couldn't remember. I couldn't place exactly how that worked, but you're right. That's the one. So that okay. was just last, the end of last season. Yes. Um, so that was pretty recently. The, the Lady Sings the Blues was 1984. I think that was season two, maybe. So this is his hmm. third appearance, and he's still in one, two, three, four more episodes. Ooh, nice. So we will be seeing him again. Um, this is his only appearance as Mr. Gleason, however. Oh, but, okay. But his so Nick next, doesn't go back to the shoe store. He doesn't, at least not that we see, not with Mr. Gleason. But his next three appearances are as the same character, so that'll be interesting to see. Oh, okay. So, oh. that's Mr. Gleason. Now, the next one, the next two uh, actors were customers at the store. Okay. The one of them was the lady that he talks to the most, that he was trying to help her get the shoes on at the beginning, you know. Yes. That was customer number one. Played by Bunny Summers. And interestingly enough, this is her third episode of Family Ties. Oh, she was, uh, she went to the store when Mallory was working at the, the, she boutique. was in Fabric Smart. Yes. Yes. So she is good at being a customer, apparently. She's um, a highly sought after customer. Yes. She was Mrs. Binney, the character in that. And then she was also in a 193 episode called The Harder They Fall, and she was Mrs. Stein. I don't really remember what she did in that or what was the deal with that one. Yeah, I don't know. That but, one doesn't ring a bell. Well, you'll have to go back and listen to one of our classic episodes if you want to hear about that one. But this is her third appearance, and she still is in one more episode, but not until 1988. So we'll be seeing her again oh, okay. in a few years. Towards the end of the run. Yes. So, and she, again, I'm not going to go since we've done her before. I'm not going to go through all her stuff. She's in a lot of TV shows and stuff, but we've talked about that all before, so. Yeah. Check it out. And then finally, we had another customer, customer number two. And I don't know, it was another female customer um, played by Denise D'Amico. I don't know which one. We'd have to go back, I suppose. Maybe you could figure out which one it is. I feel like a couple people had lines in there, so I don't know. But Denise D'Amico has three acting credits. The other two, I'll just say, one of them is a movie called Old Number 587, The Great Train Robbery. And another one <laughs> was in an episode of Roseanne. Oh, okay. And what might bring this to mind is that this is her second episode of Family Ties. Because she was also in the episode Anti Up. So she was at the yard sale too. Yes, and she was funeral. She was a nurse in that one, it says. So Oh, so when they they took the aunt to the hospital and then she passed away. Yes, that's where it would have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Hmm. So two all three um guest stars in this episode have been in the show before and two of them were in Anti Ups. Huh. But this is her second episode of four that she's in Family Ties. Okay. The next one she's in is not till 1988, so we won't see her for a while. So her and uh, the other lady, same. It, yeah, but we'll be seeing them in 88. Okay. So, yeah, an interesting little batch here. 
of guest stars. Well, good old old 587 is from 2000, just so you know. Yeah. And the other stuff she did was in 85 through 89, and then all of a sudden nothing until 2000, which, I don't know. I mean, it could still be her. Maybe she just decided to do a... You know, independent movie or something. Who knows? Who knows? There's not a lot of information about her on IMDb, so your guess is no. as good as mine. Well, there's not a lot on oh, good old old 587. They got a 5.9 <laughs> out of 10 stars. Yeah. And it has 376 <laughs> reviews, so. Maybe they all just messed up and gave him lower stars, though. I, I tend to believe that's a thing now. Yes, I think you're right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a fantastic movie. I'm sure. So I'm looking at the top cast, and the first ten people don't even have their pictures on here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know that's going to be good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. And I don't recognize one of the names. Well, definitely, it was like a any movie, maybe a, a student film or something like that. The details are thin on that one. And that's it for guest stars. Over so soon. Sha la la la. So, okay, well, this is kind of not related, but I just realized, because I had pulled up where Scott Valentine was born. Okay. So, he's been married twice. In fact, he just got married last year, November 7th of 21. Oh, wow. To his second wife. He was married to the first wife from the 29th of September, 1985. So, he was oh. married already doing these episodes. and. And he got divorced February 14th of 2012. So they're married quite a few years. And they wow, have four yeah. kids. But let me ask you this. Did you know that he was in a 1988 edition of Playgirl magazine? I actually did know that, but only because I've looked at the uh, trivia on the website there. You know. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I didn't know that. Not from a firsthand experience. <laughs> okay. You don't have a copy of that one? No, no, no. It's not amongst my collection there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, you know, I thought maybe you would uh, collect all things family ties. Yeah, I've got <laughs> limits, you know. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, okay. So, jokes. One of my favorite lines is when uh, Stephen is talking and he's like, Nick, I don't need money. I need recipes. <laughs> talking about the 40 lobsters. All the lobsters, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like so adamant and like desperate. He's like, I don't need money. <laughs> uh, when Mallory sees Nick for the first time, the new Nick uh, in the suit, she almost like kind of falls a little bit. Alex had to catch her. Yeah. Like she was and like, I was like, pass out. Yeah. And Alex didn't look like he knew that was coming kind of thing, you know? So I think maybe she did a better job or exaggerated it a little more than what he thought was going to happen, you know, or what was written in the script. And I thought that was pretty interesting as well. <laughs> yeah. <that was> great. <laughs> I wonder how many times they did it where he dropped her or something. <laughs> Another one of my favorite lines is when serious Nick goes to Steven and he goes, you know, Mr. Keaton, there's a question I've always been wanting to bring up to you. And they sit down at the kit at the uh, table there in the living room. And he said, Scientists say the Earth is going to self-destruct in two billion years. What can we as citizens do? <laughs> I know the stuff that his brain thought of was like what people would want to talk about. You know, what do yeah. civilized people do? So yeah. great. And then, unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of Jennifer in this episode, but she still, uh, you know, swooped in and had a great line when they were going to make uh, lobster dogs. And she said, not lobster again. I'm starting to grow claws. 
<laughs> and I love that um, the lobster dogs was just putting a whole lobster in a hot dog bun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds so gross. Uh, you know, with the uh, the lobster chip cookies, uh, do you think they dip them in butter? I don't know. And what are the <laughs> chips? That's the concern. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's still chocolate chips, but uh, you just got lobster in there. Uh, maybe so. Oh, those were all the ones that I had written down that you didn't already go over. That's good stuff. The whole bit at the shoe store with Mr. Gleason, like that was just, I was mm. dying at his reactions. Yes. Um, and, but I loved that, uh, you know, the whole bit when he says, the elite petite is a woman's shoe. Well, that's fine with me, Stephen says. And then he's like, what size? And he says, 13. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants a size 13 elite petite shoe. <laughs> Isn't that like a woman size 15 then? I think so, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's bigger than the shoe I wear. He's got big feet. Yeah, that's a big shoe. Well, if it's petite, I'm pretty sure that goes against the 13. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a cancel itself out there. Yeah, exactly. And the only other one that I wrote down is just a little bit where Elise has got uh, Andy just for a moment there in the middle of the episode. And, and she's like talking baby talk to him. And she's going like, you're so smart. You're such a smart little boy. You're so smart. And then Mallory comes <laughs> in and grabs him away from her. And he's like, mom, you're, cre- you're creating another Alex. And you <laughs> must be stopped. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> So even Andy got a, a good little funny bit there in the middle. Yeah, he got his uh, two minutes uh, on the show, and then he was out. Just enough to demonstrate they still have a kid after all that. They do. They do. After they finished up at the old Lobster-Rama or wherever they went. Sha-la-la-la! So was there a moral to this episode? Yes. I have some fashion. I have an observation. Oh, and yes. I have a life lesson. I got it all. Tell, tell us all. Okay, so let's start with fashion. So okay. first off, obviously, you know, we already discussed the fact that Nick cut his hair. <laughs> Did you notice that Mallory's sweater was super cool? It was like all purple and blue and No, I didn't even notice it. Oh man, when she was and this is when she was super sad and she didn't want anybody to say the name Nick anymore. Right, right. You know, I I think her fashion is really starting to emerge on a more regular basis cuz every single thing she wore was like Probably a popular outfit in the 80s, I think. Well, I did notice she had the, like, Nick camouflage shirt under her jacket thing for that one date she was going to go on. The blue scarf kind of tied around all, you know, fancily. I'm pretty sure I just made that word up, fancily. (laughs) So if Mallory has fashion smarts, do you think Nick has shoe smarts? I guess so, apparently. Although he did have a hard time actually functioning at the shoe store. But he knew so much about shoes after only being there for like two weeks that he put the whole family to sleep. That's true. I forgot about that when he's lecturing them about the the soles of the shoes, whether it's leather versus rubber. Yeah, <laughs> the rubber won't wear out. I love that Stephen and Elise were pretending to be asleep so he'll stop like talking to them, but Alex really did fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. And when Elise is talking, Alex like rolls over and falls on his face on the couch and then she turns around. I think she had to hide a smile though because she was laughing too. She was definitely. Oh, that was funny. Well, my life lesson was, you know, in the words of Jeannie from Aladdin, be yourself. You can't pretend to be someone or something you're not to impress someone because then you're not going to be true to yourself and you will end up hating yourself and be uncomfortable in your own skin. 
I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Be yourself. That it feels like a very obvious one, but it was a good illustration of it. I like, though, that speaking of morals, that Nick thought the moral was that he didn't need a job, which Stephen says, no, I don't. <laughs> that's not exactly the moral here. The moral, of course, being be yourself. But to Nick, it was, I don't need to get a job. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to support your daughter. <laughs> oh, that's funny. In fact, I love when Stephen's trying to get that point across to him when he's at the shoe store and he says, Nick, like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm putting these boxes back on the shelf. And he's like, no, but I mean, what are you doing here? And he says, I'm putting the boxes back up on the shelf. And he's like, no, Nick, what is a person like you doing at a place like this? And he says, I'm putting the boxes back up on the shelf. <laughs> Nick, we're at an impasse here. <laughs> <laughs> but Steven realized it. And I think it's pretty cool that, you know, as much as he wants Nick to not be the way Nick is, he realized like, this is not good for Nick and it's not good for Mallory. And so, Nick Steven was the bigger man and came and, and helped him out. He was. He made the right decision. Good moral. Be true to you. And don't forget how to say your catchphrase because <laughs> it's just sad. Sha la la la. Well, this has been a great episode, and I'm so glad that we got so much Nick time in. This is just. It's a treat. I hope he's in the next episode, and I want to see if his hair is short again. Yeah, that'll be good to compare and see. Did yeah. he actually get a haircut in real life? Was it just the way he combed it? There's so many hair questions. So many hair questions. Well, it shouldn't be too long until our next episode, though, because I think we're back on track again until spring break. Yes. Um, so we should be back again next week. But thank you again, uh, dear listeners, for listening with us on this episode. We love having you here. Please don't forget, if you would like to write to us, you can do so at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com or send us a message on Facebook or Podchaser. Yes. And interact with us and tell us if you're going to have a spring break and what you're going to do. Yes, I would love to hear that. And tell us how your garden is doing and let us know where you listen to our podcasts. Julia listens to it while gardening. What do you listen to it during? I'd like to know. Sometimes I do it while I'm driving. That's when Janelle gets all hers in, for sure. I had to go to Adelanto this week, and so that was uh, a, a lot of windshield time for me. Oh, yeah. A lot of, yeah. You can get a lot of podcasts in on that drive. Yes. That's good. I, I always listen on my phone, and it's usually like when I'm doing a chore or something, you know, like doing the dishes or laundry or whatever, you know, I'll just stick that on. Mm-hmm. do stuff at that point because i don't drive that much and when i do i usually have kids in the car with me oh so yeah. depending on the podcast that's not always appropriate or interesting for the kids you know <laughs> sure well i feel like our podcast is uh good for kids right i think so i mean you know yeah. pg at most yeah definitely pg yeah maybe pg-13 every once in a while like when we had uh what was the name of that dancer guy the uh oh yes well i mean <laughs> yes david i think it was wasn't it? david yeah yes and his co-star <laughs> yeah and his little friend <laughs> but see it definitely would have gone over little kids heads you know mm, mm-hmm. if they were listening to it or if they yeah. were in the room dancing with them <laughs> 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 Either way, we <laughs> got over their heads. <laughs> That's a visual I didn't need. 
Well, you can thank Family Ties for that. It's not my fault. <laughs> and the wardrobe designer for that episode. That's right. Shoot. Right. Ah, uh, well, find us on Podchaser. Be our friend. Like our episodes. Listen to the old ones and get caught up on the new ones. I concur. That all sounds good. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Keith, for being here. My pleasure, as always. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. So uh, we'll be back again next week with another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, 